You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call as tonight your Indiana Hoosiers pass their first test of the season, getting a hard-fought 81-79 victory over Xavier in the Cintas Center. The win moves Indiana to 3-0, and and honestly, was probably about you know the, the best result that you can ask for, which is getting a win, a big road win that's probably going to look good on the resume down the line, helps build that habit of winning, but you also get the reality check of a lot of stuff to clean up uh, against you know a Xavier team that is solid uh, and helped Indiana you know, kind of uh, point out some of the weaknesses that this team still has. But you know I tell you, as we went down the stretch of that game, I thought to myself, there is not one IU team in the last half decade that would pull this out. You know, can this Indiana team do it? And, you know, they built that 78-70 lead, and Xavier almost got it all back, but Indiana made the plays they had to make down the stretch to get the win. And this is the kind of game where you don't care about style points. You just care about getting the W at the end of it. And the Hoosiers did it. Hat tip to the guys. They really just played hard. They were ready for a fight. Uh, and I thought responded from a really shaky first half with a strong second half uh, to get the W. I'm your host, Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips. We're going to break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU postgame show. And let's start the way that we start every show. And that is with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. And I'm going back, you know, late in the second half when it was 75 to 70. Trace Jackson Davis got the ball. Uh, near the right block. Xavier sent a double, as they did often tonight. Uh, and Trace, just great recognition, finds Miller Cop in the corner for a three. It put Indiana up 78-70. to 70. You know, and Indiana did not have a great shooting night. You know, they didn't make great use of the three-point line, but they did hit four huge ones. You know, they shot 33%. Uh, from the three-point line, Cop would come back and knock down a couple of really big free throws. And obviously, Indiana needed all of those points because they struggled scoring down there the last minute and a half as Xavier came back. But building that lead was huge. But really, you know, the story is Trace Jackson Davis, who I thought was sensational tonight. Uh, you know, that was an example of his recognition, of his passing. But Trace finishes with 30 points on 13 of 16 shooting, grabbed some huge rebounds down the stretch, had huge blocked shots uh, in a game where the story really was whose bigs would play better. And Indiana's bigs played better. Trace Jackson Davis played like an All-American passing, scoring, defense. He was terrific. And, you know, it's a game when you're on the road, a lot of times young guys, benches, role players – don't play with quite the same level of confidence that they do at home. You've got to rely on your veterans. Tonight, that was Trace Jackson Davis. That was Xavier Johnson. Miller Cott making plays. I thought Race Thompson had some big rebounds in the second half. Those guys really led Indiana and ultimately got the Hoosiers the W. Okay, and now let's talk about our presenting sponsor. Our banner moment, as always, brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, and their second as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And it's November 18th. 
It's a week before Thanksgiving. You know what's coming after that? It's Christmas time, and there's no better place to do your Christmas shopping than Homefield Apparel. Well, right now, they've got a Black Friday sale going on where you can get 20%. I actually don't remember the promo code off the top of my head. It may be Black Friday. Post it in the chat if you remember it. But you can follow them at Homefield Apparel on Twitter and get that. And no matter who you're shopping for, whether it's an IU fan, a fan of another college, they really do have something for everyone there at Homefield Apparel. It's on super comfortable material. The colors last through many washings. And what's great is you get something truly unique that celebrates the heritage, the tradition of the different colleges and universities that they have on there. And that's why so many folks love Homefield Apparel. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based business. Uh, and what is better than that? So go to homefieldapparel.com. You can always use our promo code HOME to get 15% off your first order. Uh, but make sure you check their Twitter account because they're going to have lots of special promo codes going uh, between now and Christmas. So go get your Christmas shopping done there. Once again, the website, homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right, well, it is time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team, and we will go to Ryan. It's a two-man show tonight, unless Tony joins us, which he might. But it's a two-man show. Ryan, your rant or rumination on that hard-fought Indiana victory. Knock the rumination thing off. It's always a rant, whether it's good or bad. (laughs) Um, You know, first of all, I have to say, because I know everyone's expecting me to say, the officiating in this game was absolutely atrocious. And to be fair, it was both ways. Early in the second half, some of those calls on Xavier – were horrible. I mean, just the ticky tack stuff. And then Indiana was in the barrel midway through the second half and a little bit late. Those two technical calls, I am issuing a mea culpa. I said, you know, Xavier Johnson has a tendency to chirp at opposing benches. He did it last year a lot. We've seen him do it a little bit this year so far. And I jumped the gun and said, yeah, he got the technical, you know, for doing what he normally does. I was wrong. He didn't say anything. He looked at the bench Probably shouldn't do that because there's this whole taunting thing, but still it's a dumb call. And then Malik Renew did nothing that warranted a technical guys talk to each other during a game, grow up NCAA and stop calling this crap. And to those officials, let it slide. It's not violence. It's nothing that's bad. It's just talk. And so I had, I have to say that because a lot of people online were saying, I hope you talk, you know, on Twitter were saying, I hope you talk. No, no, we're all, we're all with you. It's so dumb. Stupid. It's so dumb. And I, again, I apologize for jumping the gun on Xavier. That was not fair. Both those Um, calls changed the momentum of the moments, too. Indiana was up eight when that call on Renew happened. And they went on like a 7 1 run or something like that. Yeah. Um, But but the big story tonight was the two stars of the team that we expected to be the stars of the team that were the stars of the team last year at the end of the season that now stepping up. Trace Jackson Davis had 30 points on 13 of 16 from the field. (laughs) And Xavier Johnson had 23 points on 7 of 8 from the field and 7 of 10 from the free throw line. Now, you don't want this to happen every game where you have to rely on those guys to combine for 53 points for you to win. The rest of the team needs to be better. The rest of the role players need to be better. And there were some guys that need to step up and be better. But tonight, those guys in a pinch carried Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis, I thought early on, the Xavier's bigs were dominating Indiana's. And I thought it was a miss. You'd expect this to be a mismatch. When you look at the three bigs for Indiana, it would be a mismatch for Indiana. And Xavier was making it look like a mismatch the other way. Trace Jackson Davis came in off that first rest he had and started dominating the game. And he dominated it the rest of the way. They had no answer for him. That was an all-American performance from Trace Jackson Davis. We're going to see more of them this year. But that was the first one where you put the stamp down and say, yeah, 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 this guy's a first-team all-American player. And he played like it. And he just 
had it calm about him the whole time. Every time he got the ball, there was no panic. As you said, that one, you know, a couple passes out of the post were fantastic. Never lost his cool. Didn't panic against the double team. Sometimes waited the double team out and then just drove on the guy and scored. It was, it was phenomenal. And that is why this guy is so important. And that's why he's going to go down as, as you know, in the record books is one of the best to ever do it in Indiana statistically. It's performances like this, and he's done them consistently throughout his career. He makes it look so easy now, though. The end of last year and now so far the beginning of this year, he makes playing college basketball look easy, and he did tonight. Look, the thing with Trace, he's already going to go down as one of the most productive players in IU history. There's no question. If he can deliver more performances like this in wins that matter, in environments like this, that's he has how the opportunity. I know, know, but that that's how you start rising from just being a productive player to being a guy who's talked about with the all time greats. Now, look, it's November 18th, you know, and he hasn't been on a team yet that has achieved a lot as a team. There's a lot at stake for him from a legacy perspective. But boy, this was a this was a huge, you know, opportunity. And he delivered when his team really needed it. There's a real possibility that his ascent to IU legend says, because you're right, statistically, he's going to go down statistically as one of the best ever. It, it, it's un- He's going to do stuff nobody's done. That's, it, un- yeah. Unavoidable at this point. He will, in the record books, look like one of the best players Indiana has ever had, statistically. Yes. But his ascent to true legend status, there is a real possibility that that started last year at the Big Ten tournament. Yep. That, that his ascent to that next level started at the Big Ten tournament, and he will carry that through this year. Now, we've only seen three games this year and one big game, you know, quote-unquote big game so far. And he has carried that through. It's possible that, that we were watching that in real time, knowing what we were seeing was pretty legendary, and he is taking it to the next level. And, and I think we I, – I honestly, given how he's looked, I think we will look back at those Big Ten tournament games as the start of building him into a legendary IE player. He was tremendous, man. I mean, this is a game I feel like the first two and a half years of his career, you know, really may have been kind of a forgettable game for him. You know, you're going up against two other tough guys. You're in a tough environment. The game doesn't start out well. We've seen him struggle in those types of games. And you're right. You know, you see what you remember what he did at the end of last year. And then to see him respond like that in the first game this year, that's the kind of leadership that you're looking at from Trace Jackson Davis as a senior. Um, And I just I don't think you can say enough good things about his performance tonight. Like, honestly, I felt like he could have scored more points. It almost felt like they should have gotten him the ball more in different positions on the on, you know, on the go more. I mean, he created some buckets himself just with tremendous individual moves against some good players who obviously couldn't hang with him athletically. Um, but he was just so calm and confident all night long. All night. Uh, and expression I, it, didn't change except for yeah. when he got excited and pumped up. He never got down. And, and, and here's the thing is that, you know, points wise, he scored some right off the bat. He was like the only guy who he and Xavier were the only ones who were scoring yeah. for yeah. IU early. But you look at like IU was not playing well and they weren't getting no. anything from anybody else. And he came in off that first rest and just took over the late. I mean, he brought them back into the game when they were down like nine. He just he he and Xavier just consistently brought them back into the game. Xavier hit that big three, got the technical. But, you know, that really started them building back into the game. And you look at that first half and you're thinking, well, I didn't play that well in the first half. Trace had 17 and was seven of nine and three from the field and three of four from the free throw line. Like he was phenomenal in that first half, but yeah. Indiana, the rest of the guys weren't good. So you look at that first half, it's like, wow, they have a lot to work on. He did everything he could in that defensively. He was out of position a few times, whatever, but you know, that it's just, again, that's what happens. And you take it for granted just how good he is because you see it so often. 
Yeah, and look, there's a lot to pick apart from this performance. We will as we go. Uh, but you get a big road win like that. Most of this first segment's going to be celebrating it. That's a big win. Um, and we got to talk about Xavier Johnson, who I thought kept Indiana afloat in the second part of the first half. You'll recall about the 930 mark uh, in the first half. Indiana's down 22 to 13, and Xavier had momentum. They had real momentum. Indiana was disconnected defensively. They were playing too fast offensively. They were rushing shots. They were rushing passes. And Xavier was out. Woody subbed him in. Uh, and he proceeds to drive and get an and one. Then he got a tough rebound off a three-pointer, led the break, found race for a layup. Then the next possession took his man off the dribble, got fouled. The offense was struggling. And look, this wasn't kind of the typical statistical game that you're going to look four from a point guard he had two assists and four turnovers you know so traditionally right like that's not what you want but he did what the game called for which is he scored points efficiently you know he took good shots he wasn't forcing mid-range shots he was either getting to the basket or hitting catch and shoot three pointers he stayed calm even though some calls didn't go his way and defensively you know I thought he you know, did, you know, it was, we got to talk about the defensive performance because it was a little shoddy. It was more disconnected defensively than we've seen from Indiana. Yes. Uh, but, you know, he was able to, you know, play his tough defense and be opportunistic. Had, a, you know, that steal uh, when it was, what, 69-66, he got that steal and then went in for the layup. Um, so there were some plays at the end of the game he'd like to have back. The bad pass to Trace, you know, missing yeah. a free throw, that reach-in foul that was his fourth foul, not a good decision. The third foul, not was holding bogus. on to the ball, not holding on yes. to the ball, and passing it to Malik Renew. Yes, know, like either Cop or Johnson has to keep that ball and take those free throws. And yes, that was that's just he's a- he's, he's got to be better there at the end of the game. But Indiana's not even in that position if he doesn't recognize I've got to score points tonight, and he did, and he went to the basket. You know, so I thought overall. Just a really terrific performance from him. Again, in a tough environment. Like, you've got to have your your older guys step up. Because uh, the bench struggled. Jalen struggled. The seniors stepped up and led like you have to do. That's what you need from seniors to win on the road. In, the, in Well, this isn't the Big Ten, but it was a Big Ten-like game. Yeah, agreed. And and look, uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis played 37 minutes. You needed him for all 37 minutes. I think this was, the, this was a game I'm not going to complain about his playing time. You needed him <laughs> because every time he went out, it, you know, Malik Renew did some, did some good stuff for a little bit, but without him on the floor, they were not the same team. And so you needed to get those miles out of it. But, you know, Xavier played 29 minutes. Suchifino played 29. Miller Cop 28. Thrace Thompson, 22. Trey Galloway, 23. I mean, you also got to rest some guys and get some guys in there who were going to need experience in games like this going down the stretch. Some of them didn't play very well, but they got experience and they were out there. And so I, I, this was a game. I think Indiana, given what is ahead, Indiana had to win this game. It's not a do or die. If you lose it, the season's over or anything like that. But I think if you're looking ahead, the next, the three big games they have ahead could all wind up being losses and you could play pretty well in them and lose. I mean, those are just very, very good teams you're going to be playing. You kind of had to bag this one. You kind of had to bag this one, especially on the road. I think for what's going to come down, down the road. Uh, and so I would just say that I think that, that they threw a lot out there uh, to win this game. And they put a lot in there to win this game. And I think it was a smart thing to do. We're not losing at home to North Carolina. Just wanna, I just hope not. I'm just there. saying you can play very well against a very talented <laughs> team and, 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 and not win. And, it, you know, feel good about the game. And lose. The other thing I, the other thing I want to point out, um, look, it, you know, the old guys led us tonight. But 
it was pretty noticeable. I think we expected Jalen Huchofino to play down the stretch. Malik Renu played a lot of minutes down the stretch yeah. uh, in place of Race Thompson. And so, you know, I think it's really easy to look at Jalen's box score and see, you know, one for nine shooting, think of a few of the turnovers from the first half and think he didn't have a good game. I actually thought Jalen played pretty well. He just didn't shoot well. And he got really sped up in the first half. And I think the same thing happened with Malik. You know, they both, it was the first time on the road. They got really sped up. They tried to do too much. I tweeted at halftime that one of the things I was really going to watch in the second half was how do they respond? I thought those two guys came out and played much more composed in the second half. I would agree. You know, just really solid. Again, you know, Jalen couldn't make a shot to save his life. Also couldn't get a call to save his life. He should have been shooting free throws at least four or six times. Um, you know, and Malik ends up with 10 points and a couple of moments that I'm going to talk about that I'm going to talk about in the meaningful moment you might have missed in, but the, second half, in, in the second half. Yeah, he had, he had 10 points. Um, so I, I think, look, the story is the, the seniors carried this team to victory. They led them and they did. But those two freshmen showed me a lot in the second half. Like those guys yeah. are ready for prime time um, and Jalen's shots are going to fall, you know, but I think his game is about so much more than shooting. And he was able to, to get to more of his spots and do more of his things in the second half. So I'm not comparing him to, to Jason Kidd because I think their games are different, but I think he can have the same kind of impact on a game that Jason Kidd used to, where you can score two points and be the best player on the floor. Now, I don't think he was yeah. the best player on the floor tonight, but I think he does so much. I mean, his size defensively bothers guards. It just does. And I think that he had a big effect on the game defensively. I think both freshmen in the first half, played like very talented freshmen, <laughs> you, you know, they, they were freshmen. You know, it's not like when you, you pull a, a three-star out and throw him into a big game and he plays like a freshman, they're very talented and you can see the talent, but I think that they were, as you said, sped up and sort of thrown off by the adrenaline of this game. The adrenaline is different. Okay. The adrenaline from practice to a game is different. The adrenaline from a regular game to a big game is different. And how you handle that often de determines who wins the game quite frankly. Yes. And that's why you want to play big games early in the season. That's why Tom Izzo <laughs> plays, you know, a gauntlet of good teams and Kentucky does it, and Kansas does it because then later in the season, when you're playing big games, it's not as big a deal. You're calm. You, you know, you've been here before. And so your first experience with that is tough. You know, Xavier Johnson, Trace Jackson Davis have been there before and they played like it was any other game. Um, I do think Indiana as a whole got a little sped up early, uh, even the veterans. And I just think that, you know, these guys are going to get used to it and play better as it goes. And you're right. I thought the second half, they were much calmer. I thought Jalen forced a lot of drives that weren't necessarily there, uh, but he only had one turnover and he was handling the ball a lot. So that's a positive. I thought he broke the press. Well, I thought he was smart to get that trap in the corner. He got trapped in the corner a couple of times. He was strong with the ball, got it over to Xavier, got up the floor, got it to trace or erased, um, or I'm sorry, got it over to Trey and got up the floor. You know, they were just, he was, he made smart, balanced, thoughtful plays in key situations. Now he does have to make shots. He's, he's not going to be able to score, you know, three points all season and win games in the big 10, but you're allowed to have that clunker. And guess what? Xavier picked him up by scoring 23. If your guards can combine to score 26, you're happy. You'd like a little more around 30. But combined between them, they scored 26 and, you know, had 12 rebounds, six assists. I mean, that, that's pretty good. You'd like a little more given who they are and how much you're putting on their shoulders. But, I, I, again, I think you're right. I think the second half, they really evened out. 
you know, after spending a half decade with, you know, guards who we all appreciated for what they did for IU, but who you felt like you were constantly kind of wanting them to speed it up and attack more and like be more aggressive. It's really a breath of fresh air to have a couple of guards that feels like you have to kind of pull the reins back on a little bit because their mindset is to attack and go. And they just, that's the thing about X and Jalen, man. They put constant pressure on the defense. Especially um, Xavier Johnson, man, tonight. Yeah, I mean, he, was, relentless. He, was, he was really good, man. Yeah. He was really, really good. Um, all right, so last thing here before we get out of segment one. Uh, defensively, you know, I thought Indiana, it was just kind of uneven defensively. You know, they were letting too many drivers go in the first half. They got, you know, Tamar Bates a couple times it looked like overhelped and it led to open three-pointers. Yeah, they were just leakier, you know. Yeah, Xavier finished with over a point per possession. They were 1.082 points per possession. Like, it wasn't a bad defensive performance. Um, and I think we all... Right. You know, I think we all believe this team can be one of the best defenses in the Big Ten and one of the best defenses in the country. And I think that's where, you know, I said at the top of the show, I mean, this is the perfect result. You know, you go in, you get an early reality check in mid-November. Now you've got three games to work on things before North Carolina. Uh, and, you know, look, for the offense to go out, and even though they didn't shoot well, they scored 81 points against a pretty yeah. good defensive team on the road. Uh, and so for that to happen, I think we all have a lot of confidence in the defense. So there's things, there's a lot of stuff I think they're going to see on film where they're like, we're just, we're better than this guys. And actually credit to Xavier. I thought Xavier ran some good they stuff. Really well. Their guys made some tough shots also, they did. you know? And so and if, I don't, you know, if they don't have some guys in foul trouble. This game yeah. could be different. You know, they played very well and that's a good team. That's a yeah. good basketball team. So I don't think it was a bad defensive performance. I'm not concerned about it at all. It's just it's something where now they're going to have three weeks to get even better, um, you know. So yeah. it was good enough defense to win on the road. Uh, so one thing I'll needed. say, one thing I'll say too about the defense and the offense a little bit. I think Tamar Bates is going to be better than that. I think Jordan Geronimo yeah. is going to be better than that. I think there are guys who got in. I think Race Thompson is going to be better than that. Race has had a, a rough start to the season, but track record suggests he'll be better. And by the way, there are people complaining about Race Thompson threes. All of those were fine shots. They good were shots. wide open. He has a good, he has good form. He rushed him a little. He leaned left on one and it faded left. I mean, he just has to be confident in himself in a big game to make those. We've seen him in the not big games make them. He has to be confident in himself to make that and shoot those with conviction. They were all wide open. You know, he needs to be able to make that shot. He needs to keep shooting those because Agreed. if Indiana is going to do what it wants to do this year, he's going to have to make threes. And so is Miller cop Miller cop wound up hitting a huge one late uh, later in the second half. But uh, those guys got to make shots and they got to be confident in their shots and they got to keep shooting them. They cannot be tentative. Yep. No, hundred um, percent. All right, here we go. Coming up on the assembly call. Uh, I will point out some meaningful moments you might have missed. We'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You're listening to the assembly call. Stick with us. Let's celebrate. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is Jordan Halls, and I never miss a shot or an episode of The Assembly Call. All right. Thank you, Jordan. You are listening to The Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. I'm Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips. We are breaking down Indiana's 81-79 to victory over Xavier on Friday night. And you know what it's time for now. Meaningful moments that you might have missed. That's right. It is time for tonight's Meaningful Moment You Might Have Missed, brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience Indiana University athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans. To learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. Um, you know, I've got a, a, a few of these. Um, I thought, let's let's talk about Malik Renew, because um, I thought, you know, Malik Renu is just such a fascinating and fun player to watch. He really is. And I thought, you know, it was interesting in the first half. Like, as soon as he got in, um, you know, you kind of saw the the good and the bad, right? His very first touch of the game, he misses two shots, got both rebounds, uh, and then went up and scored. He was the strongest guy on the court as a freshman among a bunch just of upperclassmen bigs, stats, dude. Just I mean, those rebound stats. like, you know, you watch that play and that shows you what he's capable of right now, the very next possession, or at least the next time he touched the ball, he got it, tried to do a spin move through traffic and lost the ball. And that's the kind of play where he's going to learn to pick his spots a little bit better. Right? So you see just the tantalizing physical prowess and ability but also some of the stuff that he has to learn. But, man, there was a play late in the second half. You're all going to remember this, so I don't think I'm telling you a meaningful moment you might have missed. But it was 71-66. Indiana's ahead. Possession is going absolutely nowhere. He gets the ball outside the three-point line with five seconds left. A freshman, late in the second half, a big game, a big. And what does he do? He stays calm, drives, pivots, and scores. And it put Indiana up 73-66. to And there is... Just a there's a calmness and a confidence um, about him. And, you know, Ryan, we talked a lot last season about how Mike Woodson has got to learn to trust young players and play young players. Well, in the first opportunity where he had to trust young guys on the road, he had two of them playing down the stretch in a huge game and they both earned it. Um, But I think, you know, with Malik, I mean, at one point I just thought to myself, I can't believe this guy's a backup now. You know, again, he he finished. He didn't necessarily play the role of a backup late in this game. But I just thought there were so many moments tonight where you just you watch what he's able to do. And, you know, like it's easy to, you know, you start playing his career out in the future. I mean, he's got all Big Ten, Big Ten MVP type potential, but he's going to be a huge player on this team right now. I think through three games, we already know that because he can just do so many things with his strength and with his skill 
and he's just confident. Like when he stepped up to shoot those two free throws, I, I thought he was going to make both of them. That's the kind of confidence. Now he missed them. And again, that's another sign that this is a freshman who still has to get more comfortable. Um, but I just thought, you know, some of those moments from him showed what he can already do, what he still has to learn. But all in all, I mean, he's already going to be one of the most important players on this team. Yeah. And quite frankly, he'll be the best player on the team next year, I think. I mean, just gaming it out. And, and that's not a, to denigrate anybody else. He's just going to elevate his game. I, my meaningful moment was a Malik Renew moment. He misses both those free throws and then comes down defensively and can, is the one to contest that layup by Kunkel that misses and Xavier Johnson gets the rebound and ends the game. So, I mean, like, you know, the fact that he missed those shots, didn't pout, came down on defense and was the guy who got his hand up to make sure that's not a clear layup. That's huge by him. He contested that and made it tougher than it needed to be. And that's why Kunkel missed it. I mean, you know, and, and so he's, a, he's mature in that way. And as you said, there's a calmness and, and a confidence in his ability when he gets on the floor. He got the ball the first time and just went straight at, you know, a, yeah. a veteran post player. <laughs> like it was nothing. And you're going to like he doesn't him. realize he's not supposed to do that. Yes, right. Exactly. But he is because he has the yeah. skill to do it. Yeah. He's Malik Renault. Who are you? Renew. Who are you? Like, yeah. You know, and, and, uh, <laughs> That should be on a t-shirt. That's I love that. I really, really loved seeing that. I thought that was great. Uh, One other moment, and then we're going to bring in a third member uh, of the broadcast tonight. You know, look, I thought Indiana was down two in the first half or at halftime. And I thought, you know, my feeling going into halftime is, okay, we've probably taken their best punch. You know, that seemed like about as good as they're going to play. We weathered it. It was uneven, but we found a way to only be down two. And I really like how Indiana responded in the second half. I think we won, uh, you know, at least the first two segments, maybe the first three segments and kind of steadily built that lead. And I know it evaporated late and got real close, but I just like how this team responded. And there was one play that I thought, you know, really kind of uh, exemplified it for me. It was 46-44 in the second half. Miller Cop made that just terrible inbounds pass. They got deflected. Xavier stole it. And it looked like they were going to have a pretty easy transition opportunity going the other way. And everybody hustled back. Uh, you know, Trace and Race, I don't remember exactly who it was, but they forced Fremantle to miss. Uh, we get it the other way and get a Malik Renew layup. And that put us up four. But I just thought in the second half, it was a better combination. Like we were playing hard in the first half. We were just playing too fast in the second half. We played hard, played more at our pace, but did those little things like getting back in transition, getting the tough box outs, you know, making some of those plays. Uh, and I just thought that's a big play early in a second half. You don't let the other team get a big momentum play going the other way. Uh, and that's some of the stuff Indiana wasn't quite as connected on in the first half. And that was a big play in the second yeah, I just thought I, I really think that they started that second half well, sort of chipped away and and really took advantage of of what was given to them. And you know, of course, you got Race Thompson making a dunk, you got a drive from Xavier, you got you know, just Xavier hit a free throw. You you know, you just let those veterans take over, and that's what happened late, early in that second half, and it really set the tone for the rest of the game. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a third member of the broadcast tonight. It is a very well lit. Coach Tony Adranya. <laughs> I don't know what is going on there. I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> it's all right. People are listening. They don't need to see you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Tony, we're talking meaningful moments, but let's get your your overall thoughts on Indiana's performance tonight. Yeah, I think both of you guys kind of nailed where my thought process was. Was you know the first half, you know, took a couple punches, and I thought. You know, being within two at halftime, I I never really felt like uncomfortable, really, till like the last minute of the game. Like I, 
the whole time I've thought like I just got this and then, you know, some missed free throws and things happen. But, you know, I think it's awesome that they, they were able to play in this game, um, you know, this early in the season, have a test like that, fight through some adversity um, and, and ultimately come out on top. Like, you know, like I think you could even make the case like if they lost this game, you know, we've had these conversations before, like, you know, they get experience and it's in November, so it's early, blah, blah, blah. But dang it, it feels nice to have those experiences and come out on top as well. Like, I feel like a lot of times we've lacked that in games like this, you know, in the last half decade or so where like, you know, you just feel like they need to just get over that hump and and they, uh, they just, you know, hell, Mike Woodson said it multiple times last year. I just got to get these guys over the hump. Like you feel like they kind of, got over it tonight you know that i just think anytime you can battle adversity on the road it's so valuable for your team especially when you're going to be playing in in hostile venue after hostile venue in the big 10 like it just means a lot and when you know that you can get those w's in those games early on like that just takes takes some pressure off and, and the weight off your shoulders so overall you know very pleased with the win there's a lot of things to work on and you know you don't want to be playing your best basketball in november so that's okay Nice to have an uneven performance and get a big road win, though. Exactly. <laughs> we'll last time that happened. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, honestly, it was the NC State game. The 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 NC State yeah. game that we talk about so often that was a springboard for that team and very well could be a springboard for this team. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the Indiana's going to gain a lot of confidence from this game, I think, just in their ability to go on the road, take punches, weather storms, and the coaches have a lot of stuff to point out that, to get better at. Yeah, there's going to be know? film sessions from this that are that are not comfortable at times. But you know, I I think also, I don't think Indiana necessarily put its best foot forward offensively. It's scoring 81 points, but they didn't run their best stuff. I think some no. of the they ran pick and roll a few times. It was successful almost every time they ran it. But it feels like they're holding that back because I don't think they need to use it yet. Uh, I will say early in the game, just running that straight post up offense where you just toss it into trace. Nobody moves after that. It's pretty yeah. stagnant. And, and, you know, it, it works because trace is amazing, but you know, you'd like to see some more movement out of the offense early, you know, right off the bat. But um, other than that, I, I really think that they do have some stuff to clean up with the decision-making some of the shot selection early on some of the just technically, you know, Miller over Miller cop over rotating on two of the threes. He took early. It looked like last year he rushed them and he, and that many over rotated yeah. race Thompson again, fading on a three. There's stuff to work on from this and you feel good about getting the win, which is again, as we said, best of both worlds, I think. Uh, so let's go inside the numbers guys and talk about the most important numbers. And what's interesting when you look at the stat sheet is as you might expect in a game that finishes 81 79, the numbers are really even. You know, Indiana wins rebounding 37-34. Xavier has 18 assists. We have 16 assists. We have seven blocks to their five. They have eight steals to our six. Time leading. Indiana led for 17 minutes and 40 seconds. Xavier led for 17 That's minutes and 40 seconds. I don't think that I've is. ever seen that. I've never seen that exactly even yeah. of, of leading. So the number to me that I want to point out, there's two of them. You know, what was this game billed as? Uh this game was billed as, you know, the, the interior. Whose interior would be better? Well, Indiana scored 50 points in the paint. Xavier scored 40 points in the paint. Advantage, Indiana. Not just because of Trace and Malik, but also because of what X was able to do, uh, getting into the paint. And then fast break points, Indiana with 11, Xavier with four. Uh, you know, Indiana just able to, 
you know, they didn't have as many opportunities tonight, obviously, as they did in the first two games of the season. That's what we expected. But they were able to capitalize on some of them. And as I mentioned in the meaningful moment, really do a good job in transition defense of not letting Xavier uh, get some easy points. Um, and in a game like this, you know, those those little areas are, are the eventual margin of victory. So those are really the two numbers that stood out to me. Uh, Tony, any numbers uh, really notable to you? Yeah, 1.209 points per possession. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's solid. Like, you know, didn't shoot a lot of threes, and and I know that, um, you know, that's that's something we've talked about before as a concern for Indiana's offense moving forward. But when you, you're dominating the paint like that and you're taking efficient shots and you're making them, um, you know, I'll, I'll take 1.2 points per possession against a Power 5 opponent all day. Um, you know, on the other side, giving up, you know, almost 1.1 points per possession on defense, I don't think was really expected um, from this Indiana team. They, they, that's my biggest thing, I think, to clean up uh, for them is their ball screen defense. They, they weren't very good in it last season, to be honest. Um, you know, they get caught a lot in, in like, like the, the last three, I think, uh, Xavier made Miller Cop and Tracy Jackson Davis just like didn't communicate. Um, uh, or, or, you know, one of them switched and the other one didn't, and it left somebody wide open on a just a normal ball screen, you know, stuff you do uh, when you're young. And, you know, even if you just have to switch it, it's better than uh, just leaving a guy wide open with the basketball. So that was the flip side, like something that was meaningful to me that I know that, you know, Coach Woodson is, is very, very um, strict on you got to defend if you want to play. Um, and, and they didn't defend super well tonight. And so I think that's something that we'll see cleaned up moving forward that will be meaningful for IU as the season keeps going along. It's so interesting. You know, look at Ken Palm, Indiana now 13th in the country in offensive efficiency, 10th in defensive efficiency. I didn't, you know, it's funny. Like it didn't feel to me viscerally like a 1.2 point per possession game, right? Like usually when Indiana's scoring at that rate, you're making threes, you're doing other stuff. It's just that, gosh dang, man, X and Trace and Malik were so efficient Insane. with what they were doing. And a lot of those were, frankly, individual plays by those guys. Yeah. You know, like the play with Malik, taking it from outside the three-point line and, you know, pivoting in at the end of the shot clock. Trace had a number of baseline drives where he's going up and under. And X, you know, obviously driving. Like, dudes made plays tonight. And, you know, on the one hand, you know, Ryan, you talked about some stagnancy on offense. It doesn't look like Indiana's really running all their stuff. So it seems Whoa. like there's a lot of room for growth there. Like, it's nice to have dudes go make plays on the road, you know? So, you know, that was really encouraging. Uh, Ryan, I know you had a number or two to point out. Yeah, I have a couple. I think, first of all, they had 11 turnovers. Ten were from the starters. The bench didn't turn the ball over. Uh, uh, Xavier had four. Huchifino had one. Miller, Cop had two. And Trace had three. Uh, so, Bates didn't 11... have a turnover? Did they count? Uh, Bates, Bates had didn't... one. Okay. No, I said the bench, the, the, the bench didn't turn the ball over. I meant, like, much. Not, oh, okay. not actually zero, <laughs> okay. uh, but no, the starters had 10 and the, and they had 11 overall. Uh, and then, you know, seven blocks, uh, three from trace and three from race. I mean, they, you know, race Thompson has, again, he struggled early in the season. I still have faith that he'll get into this season and, and, and straighten things out. Um, and it's his, you know, weaknesses have been even more glaring because Malik has been playing so well, but he was there defensively tonight and he showed some flashes of, of sort of getting back to who he was also eight rebounds. But the thing I loved was the guard rebounding tonight. Seven from Xavier Johnson, five from Jalen Hood Chafino. Um, and I'll say this, you know, the leaders in defensive rebounds were Xavier Johnson with seven and Jalen Hood Chafino with five. You yeah. know, uh, Trace Jackson Davis had six, four of them were offensive. 
Race Thompson had eight, three of them were offensive. So the guards are leading in rebounds there. I mean, you know, race also had five, but, or uh, uh, defensive, but yeah. So I, I just think that you're starting to see some of the things Mike Woodson said needed to happen. The guards need to rebound this year. They're, they're rebounding this year. They're not turning the ball over as much as they did to start last season. That's happening. You know, I, I, again, 16 assists on 30 made field goals. You'd like more, but a lot of that was because Trace was making individual plays. Xavier was making individual plays. You pointed that out, Jared. So you're going to get fewer of that. But they did shoot over 51% for the game. Uh, another positive. That's why you get that efficiency. You know, Race's night was interesting. I thought in the first half he was letting Xavier's big men get position a little bit too easily um, and, you know, and giving up some buckets. Uh, you know, and in the second half, I thought he really cleaned that up. And I think, you know, you talked about his three-point shooting, you know, and that's kind of like the headline number people it. are going to look at from him. I agree. I thought all those shots were good. I thought the one in the second half was actually the one where he looked a little bit more comfortable and it looked like it was going in. He just missed him. He didn't miss him bad. Really you know, so I, I think that's overblown. Those are good shots. He should take them. You know, race has been pretty up and down um, and not really like himself and a lot of the, the appearances that we've seen so far uh, this year, Tony, but I thought in the second half, and again, you know, going back to the meaningful moments back when it was 55, 53, Xavier missed a three pointer uh, and the ball is bouncing over, you know, on the right side. And it looked like Xavier was going to get the rebound and race comes out of nowhere, out of his area to grab the rebound uh, goes the other end. Trey scores to make it 57, 53. That's the kind of winning play that we've seen from race that helps you win road games because if Xavier gets that ball you know there's a wide open lane it very easily could be 55 55 and now here we go again instead Indiana gets that four-point lead and so you know this wasn't a game that race is going to write home about although five points eight boards and you know three blocks uh, and a steal that's a you know a race Thompson ish stat line but I thought Tony in the second half in the minutes he played before Malik kind of took over I thought we saw more of the race Thompson that we're used to seeing yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, the biggest thing with race is he's going to do so many little things that affect the game. You know, like you said, just hustle for a rebound, alter a shot, push a guy in the post off the block, you know, two more feet to where he's not catching in a comfortable spot. Like he does those things like there is a reason that Woody is starting him. And it's not just because he's older. Um, you know, he's going to do those things that help your team win basketball games. And so I, I agree. I think, you know, he's had an up and down season, especially offensively. Um, but he kind of had the, he's had those spells, you know, before, like there was a point in time last season where he was Indiana's best player. Um, you know, there was that six or seven game stretch. And then towards the end of the season, he kind of just, he fell off a little bit and, you know, we saw the emergence of Jordan Geronimo at that point. So, um, yeah, I think that race, I know that people will look at the numbers and be like, why would he start over somebody like Malik? Um, and, and you know, you may be justified in that, but he does do a lot of things that aren't going to show up on that stat sheet that affect winning. And Woody knows that. And I think that's why you're going to see him in that 20 to 25 minute range, just right along with Renew as well. That also is going to keep him fresher for the end of the year, you know, and hopefully prevent the kind of drop off we saw from him late last season. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is, you know, in numbers is one, and that is the combined points from Jordan Geronimo, Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates. Uh, you know, I thought Jordan and Tamar especially just really struggled to get into the flow of the game, you know, and, you know, okay, you know, again, sometimes you go on the road, your role players and your bench players struggle a little bit. Uh, Trey, you know, only had, he didn't score, only took the one shot, but four assists, no turnovers. And I thought defensively, 
really helped Indiana set the tone. Um, he guarded Kunkel on several of the plays where Kunkel just made really tough shots, honestly. Like, that guy's kind yeah. of annoying, um, yeah. and he's kind he's, of a shot he's got maker. Some Jordan Bo- he's got some Jordan Bohannon in him. Yeah, a, a little bit. And I thought on a, a lot of those possessions, Trey had good defense. Um, but I thought, man, there was a, a second. I can't remember if it was the end of the first half or the beginning of the second half. And Trey was just going, I mean, all out, maybe as hard as I've ever seen him play. Do you remember the play where he blew up the screen at the top of the key? Just straight up knocked the Xavier guy over. Probably should have been a foul. <laughs> they didn't call it. <laughs> it was right course. after the tech, too, I think. Yeah. I th- Man, I just thought he was at another level effort-wise. Um, and I think whenever he's in the game, that kind of helps rub off you know, on the other guys. And you know, it, it felt like he struggled to get in a rhythm offensively. And yet, at the end of the day, he's got four assists. Um, you know, didn't turn the ball over and obviously you'd like for him to be more of a threat from outside, but it wasn't needed tonight. Um, and so I thought bench wise, while Jordan and Tamar weren't able to give us their best, Malik was the headliner off the bench, but I thought, I thought Trey gave Indiana some really good minutes. You know, just kind of doing Trey Galloway things out there. Any, uh, agreement or dissent on that, Ryan? Yeah. I thought defensively is where he was, he was most effective offensively. I, I just didn't, you know, he had, he did have four assists and no turnovers. So, I mean, you know, he is doing some of those Trey Galloway things, but you know, when he's in there, you're expecting a drive, you're expecting him to get to turn the corner and get to the hoop. You're expecting him to, you know, possibly get just energize the team. Didn't see a whole lot of that today. And it might just be feeling out his new role really with Jalen Huchifino or Xavier almost constantly on the floor. One of those guys is almost constantly on the floor. And so he's not necessarily getting the ball as often in the half court to lead things as he was last year. So, Again, this is the third game of the year. Guys are still feeling this out. And so it's it's hard to really judge everybody and how they're playing this early. I, I, I always say sort of end of December is where you start to figure out what kind of a team you have. And then you either go up or down from there. Uh, nice but to get wins I, in the meantime, though. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And, and you know, you can build to something. But by the by the time you're in, you know, the end of December, you kind of have a good idea of what this team, what your team can be. And so, you know, if guys have not had great games early on, there's there's still plenty of time to turn it around and fix it. So um, I didn't think it was a bad game from Trey at all. It's just, you know, it's only get one shot up, one shot up and, and you know, not really impact the game offensively a whole lot. Uh, was interesting because that's usually what he does. But I did think he he did he did a good job defensively. Some of the shots that were made over him were just tough shots. Yeah. Uh, All righty. Coming up here on the assembly call, we are going to hand out our game ball and our Hoosier Hustle Award. We'll discuss some lingering questions from this game and look ahead to what Indiana has coming up on the schedule. That is next here on the assembly call. Stick with us. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
What's up, y'all? It's Devontae Green, giving you the green light to watch Assembly Call after every IU game. Just don't listen to their opinions about shot selection. Remember, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Go Hoosiers. I generally feel like we're pretty good with shot selection. I think that's one of our strengths on the show, actually. But, you know, Devontae's opinion is, is noted. You're listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game and every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. And make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. We're almost to 10,000 subscribers on that newsletter. You can join for free at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. All right. I'm Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips. We've got the coach, Tony Adranya, with us as well. And guys, it's time for the Game Balls. And here's something exciting. The Game Ball now has a sponsor and kind of something fun that we're going to do with it. So we're very excited to welcome Bloom Environmental to the show as a sponsor. Bloom Environmental is a Bloomington-based, locally-owned business. They help folks in southern and south-central Indiana maintain healthy air quality in their home or business. And they do this by safely reducing the threat of airborne toxins, such as excess mold spores, asbestos fibers, and radon gas. You can learn more at bloomenviro.com. And if you mention this ad, you actually get 23% off their testing services. That is 23 in honor of TJD. And so Allie and her husband, James, they founded and run Bloom. They're big fans of IU. They're big Assembly Call listeners. They wanted to get involved. So here's what we're doing. We are going to keep a running tally of all the Game Ball recipients. And at the end of the season, we're allocating a full one-fourth of their sponsorship fee as a reward to the player who accumulates the most Game Balls. They just have to come on the show and do an interview so that we can legally pay them because you can't just give guys money. They have to do something in exchange for the money. So we're going to do that. And if the winner doesn't want it, then the second place person can come on. And so we're going to allocate some money uh, to the winner. I kind of feel like the game ball is going to be pretty easy tonight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess there, I suppose there are two ways you can go with it, but I think there's really only one way you can go with it. Uh, Ryan, why don't you lead us off? It's Trace Jackson Davis. Any other answer is insane. Uh, 30 points, 13 to 16 shooting. He was four or six from the free throw line, uh, six rebounds, two assists. Uh, He did have three turnovers, but he had three blocks, played 37 minutes and was a plus eight. Uh, It's Trace Jackson Davis. Don't any, any other answer is invalid. Yeah, it's Trace. You know, and so I think Tony, we can use the spot just to talk a little bit more about him. Um, Cause I really, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause you'll have a better sense of this than me. You know, he goes 13 of 16. And, you know, I I remember one play in the first half where they went high, low and got him, you know, an open look. And there were a few times where out of the offense, it seemed like he did stuff and obviously offensive rebounds and some things like that. Um, You know, but I thought, you know, there was a lot of trace kind of creating offense on his own on some of those baseline drives. Obviously, Jalen and X set him up a couple of times, but it really feels like as this team gels and starts doing more stuff offensively that, you know, we'll see him be able to get even more opportunities. Like we're not seeing the lobs. We're not seeing the pick and roll stuff or him getting the ball on the move as much as I thought we would, we would. And he's still 13 of 16 for 30 points. I mean, do you, did you get that same sense watching the game? I did. I was actually, I was very surprised in the fact of, I mean, probably, I don't know, six or seven times he scored off of a face up, you know, would catch it 18 feet from the bucket face up kind of size free mantle or nunge up. And or is it Nunge or Nungy? Nungy, I believe. Nungy. Um, face him up and then would take him off the dribble. And, you know, that's not something that we've seen a lot of trace, but it's it's where I trust his game a lot more than I do him just backing somebody down and trying to kind of bully them to the rim. rim. Um, I thought it was a pleasant surprise because 
some of those bigs in the Big Ten, you know, just that that Big Ten burly type, and we saw it with Kofi last season. Trace can take them off the dribble. Trace has some quickness to his game, and so that was that was good to see that he was able to create himself. But I, I do, I, I want to see more of that that ball screen action. Um, you know, where I get a little perplexed with Indiana's ball screen and lift action is that they've got Race Thompson as that lift guy instead of Miller Cop. I mean. We saw Ray shoot that three, you know, four or five times a day off their ball screen action where the tag guy, who is the guy that's supposed to help on the roller, takes away Trace on the roll, and then Race would lift, and he'd be wide open, and he'd shoot a three. Like, to me, I want that to be Miller Cop or even Jalen hood uh more than I do want it to be Race. I mean, I'm it's within the flow of their offense. But, um, yeah, I, I want to see more ball screening and, and lob stuff, kind of like we saw in that Michigan-Illinois Iowa games last season but you know as we talked about um you know they haven't haven't really had to do it much and tonight like you can't really fault them you know he was 13 for 16 from the floor uh so what they were going to in that face-up game is working so I think it's nice you can kind of see he's multifaceted he can score a lot of different ways and off different actions um which is good let me ask you about one number that kind of seems to be lagging for him this season uh, his defensive rebounding percentage is actually less than 10%, and he only had two of them in this game. Now, the offensive rebound is obviously great. You know, we saw him get some of those and score. And look, the guards were able to pick it up. It's not a big deal. But it does seem a little strange that he can play 37 minutes and only get two defensive rebounds. Is that because of the role he's playing and providing a lot of, you know, help side, uh, you know, defense and, and coming in to protect the rim? Like, what, what is it? What is the reason why he's not getting more defensive rebounds? Because he's playing yeah, hard, it, obviously. I think it's twofold. I think one is, yes, a lot of – on dribble penetration, Indiana's funneling everybody to Trace Jackson Davis to contest and, and protect the rim. And, you know, when he's trying to contest and protect the rim, he's not going to get a lot of rebounds. But I think the bigger thing is because of his rim protection, um, teams are trying to draw him out. And so a lot of teams are running pick and pop with Trace guarding. So, you know, Nunji was playing – was setting a lot of ball screens and popping – that's pulling Trace away from the basket because Nunji was coming into the game as like a 63% three-point shooter this season. And so, you know, you're pulling Trace way out because he's got to contest. He's got to honor that. And so then, you know, he's pulled far away from the hoop and, um, you know, other guys are having to step up and get those rebounds. So I think it's a little bit of twofold and some of it just weird bounces not going his way. All right, that makes sense. That's a good explanation. All right. It is time now for the Hoosier Hustle Award. Hi, this is Anthony Leal, reminding you to check out our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Cheney, Evansville Security Services has been providing off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals since 2001. In other words, they're in the business of prevention and peace of mind. And remember, prevention cannot be measured. To learn more about how Evansville Security Services can help you preserve your peace of mind by preventing bad outcomes, Visit EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Thank you, Anthony. Hey, Ryan, will you turn your head to the side real quick? No, turn a little bit more. You got you got a little Anthony Leal hairdo going on back there? Yeah, I have to get a cut tomorrow. I've just been <laughs> extremely lazy since I got back from Italy. It's it's something with the culture. <laughs> no, it looks good, man. We, we like yeah. it. 
Um, all right, who's your hustle award? Uh, I'm gonna lead this one off. I'm. I know I talked a lot about Trey's hustle, and I think if you want to give it, you could probably give it to him every game. Uh, I'm going with X, man. Um, you know, and it, it's not. This isn't a numbers award, so I'm not giving this to X because he scored 23 points. I'm giving it to him because he shot 10 free throws. And a lot of those were just with dogged determination to get the ball into the lane. You know, in, in Indiana's first big game when they're needing offense, I feel like early season X last year would have tried to take a lot of mid-range jumpers to get Indiana back in the game. And I think he showed how far he's come this year that it was all going to the basket. Let me get fouled. Let me get layups. And let me hit these catch and shoot threes uh, when they come. And then I thought defensively, I thought he was you know great in transition and just the bulldog uh, that keyed the attack. And you just you're almost always going to get an honest effort from X. Uh, and we got that tonight. You know he he leads Indiana with how hard he plays. And tonight he happened to also combine that with mostly good decision making um, and some of the other things that you need from him. Uh, Tony, who's your hustle award? Yeah, I I can't go against. Xavier Johnson there. Um, it's just everything that you just said. Um, you know, and what was really unique to me with Xavier Johnson was, um, you know, IU was running those middle ball screens in the first half, and, and Xavier couldn't stop him. Xavier, uh, his damn name and the team's name he played keeps Just call him X. XJ. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> XJ was turning the corner and was able to get to the rim at will, so Xavier completely changed their ball screen coverage and they started icing it, which was pushing, pushing Xavier to go towards the sideline. And he beat that coverage with ease too. He would just kind of hesitate, hesitate and then attack. And so to me, Xavier at that point, they just throw their arms up, you know, then they went hell. They went zone for a few possessions. I, I mean, yeah. some of that was to mask foul trouble and stuff like that. But some of it was because they couldn't guard Xavier Johnson in the screen and roll. And so that to me was, was awesome because they couldn't figure it out. Like no matter how they tried to guard him, he had a counter. And to me, like you said, like that, that shows growth. Like, you know, other times he would have just put his head down, bulldogged his way right through how he was doing it in the first half. And this time he was able to make a change, adjust, was able to make the right reads. And, you know, for a spell there in the second half, I think he single-handedly made IU go from down one to up six or something along those lines. And, you know, it changes the course of the game, to be quite honest. And so, I, you know, I can't go against them there. Yeah, I mean, one of the big questions, I think, coming out of the two exhibition games and the first two games is, hey, is, is X all right? You know, we're not worried yet because he's got a track record, but is everything okay? Yes. <laughs> this was a resounding yes. <laughs> Big spot. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. Uh, Ryan, would you like to use the, your opportunity here to talk more about X? Or you want to shine a light? He gets it because two sweep. votes. Clean sweep. He, okay. uh, you know, you could, I think without the last maybe six minutes, you could have gone a different way or something, but he just closed well too. And it was all energy and effort. And uh, yeah, I just think he was fantastic tonight. Also led the team in plus minus, which is a worthless stat, but still it's worth noting. Um, you know, I, I just think that, that I, I tweeted this out when he's this focused and plays this well, there aren't many guards in the big 10 who are better. I mean, this is, this is a game changing guy when he's, when he's locked in, I thought he wasn't as locked in in the first half at points. And then I thought that he got locked in and, and really owned the game. And so uh, credit to him, he was on fire tonight. And this is the guy you need. You want to beat North Carolina. You want to beat Kansas. You want to beat Arizona. You need this version of Xavier Johnson, no matter how much shine we give Jalen Huchifino, Xavier Johnson right now is a better college basketball player because he's been there. And that's, that's not, that's not Huchifino's fault. 
he's a freshman, you know, Xavier Johnson's been there and he was huge for Indiana late last year. He's going to have to be huge again this year if Indiana wants to win a big 10 title. Yeah. And Jalen was good for a freshman tonight. X yeah. was good for a senior. You know, that was the difference. Um, so here we go. We are through three games. Game balls. Trace Jackson Davis has two. Malik Renew has one. Who's your hustle awards? Jordan Geronimo with two. He won the first two and Xavier Johnson now with his first one. Uh, it is time for lingering questions. And so I will say hello to the chat mob uh, and see if you all have any lingering questions. Uh, you know, I'm curious, uh, Tony, uh, Ryan, do you guys have, what are your question marks now coming out of this game? Like, what is the biggest question that you want to see from each of you? What is the biggest question you want to see answered? We have three games coming up against the number 287, number 327, and number 304 teams in Ken Palm before that North Carolina game. What, if any questions can be answered in those three games that will give you confidence, uh, that Indiana can take care of North Carolina? Can the bench be more effective? And we saw it in the first two games. We Are we going to learn that in, in, against these opponents, though, at home? If they start getting some momentum, I, you know, two games, you know, maybe I, I thought they would play better tonight. They didn't. But I want to see the, how they respond to not playing well tonight. Do they come back out and reestablish themselves? I also want to see shooting. That's, that's the, I, you know, we, they got to make some shots. If Indiana, if Indiana wants to win the Big Ten title this year, they can't go four of 12 in games in big games you've got to knock down shots everybody in college basketball can shoot now you have to be able to so those are the two things that i'm looking for i want to see them start hitting some shots and i want to see how the bench responds to having a rough game this week yeah you know the shooting is an interesting one obviously i've been you know talking about shooting a lot here early in the season and i I, look i do think for this team to reach its ceiling they need to take more than 12 threes you know now if you tell me I can lock in 33% from three-point range, I might take that. So, like, percentage-wise. But the thing is, I didn't – like, I found myself tonight wanting us to make more threes just out of a general desire to make more. But I thought the shot selection was pretty smart. Like, I thought all 12 bad. that they took were good. I don't – you know, when they were finding make success. Them. Yeah. Now, what I would you know, like Klopp to see, Tony – had a couple Tony, wide open ones. He's got to knock those down. Race he did. has to knock a couple of his down. And, and I would like to see the offense create more looks. I think that's – kind of where it was lacking is can the offense create more looks but I don't you know watching the 40 minutes tonight I don't look at it saying man we passed up a lot you know and I thought you know made a decent percentage of them so you know I think through three games it seems like a team that really is willing to take what's there and so that is a lingering question for me Tony is can the offense create more good looks um, but you know, they showed the ability to go win on the road, even without it tonight, which, uh, which was impressive because they're just so good, uh, going to the basket, but your thoughts on that. And then, you know, what you want to see over these next three games. Yeah, I think with the looks and we almost got a glimpse into it tonight. Uh, you know, Indiana is going to play through trace Jackson Davis. He's their all American big makes a lot of sense. How teams guard him is going to be dependent on the outside looks because Xavier played him straight up for most of the night and he absolutely torched them they doubled him late what was it five minutes left six minutes left and he's a willing and able passer kicked it skipped past the miller cop miller cops uh only three-point make of the game took his time on that one tony too exactly yes feet were set yeah yep and so you know to me those looks are going to be dependent on how teams guard indiana on the interior um now don't get me wrong they can do different things out of ball screens and get better looks for bet for different shooters but like you guys said the the shot selection tonight I thought was pretty dang solid. Um, and, and, you know, their their efficiency spoke for itself. 
Um, so I, I do think that that is going to be dependent a lot on how teams just guard trace. Like if, if you, a lot, cause a lot of teams will just say, all right, let your all American beat us. Nobody else is scoring or, you know, you're not getting any clean outside looks. Um, and others will want to double and get the ball to Trace's hand. So um, that's yet to be seen. But, yeah, these these next three games are tough, man, because those teams are just really bad. And it can kind of be kind of fool's gold, even if, you know, the bench gets on track or you do make some threes. Um, and so it's really hard to, like, pinpoint, like, I'm looking for this and I'm going to feel really good about it if they do it well. Because, you know, the, the bench looked really good. Miller Cops looked really good last game. Um, and then it's just hard to translate it to a formidable opponent. So, um, you know, I'm looking for injury free, efficient basketball, (laughs) generate those gate receipts, baby, (laughs) sell some concessions, get out of it without getting anybody hurt. Yeah, really? I mean, it is. So Indiana plays Miami of Ohio quick turnaround. Uh, they play Miami of Ohio on Sunday. They're the best of the bunch uh, at 287. Doesn't Travis Steele coach Miami of Ohio? Sure yes, does. former former Xavier coach uh, Travis Steele, now coaching Miami. Former uh, Indiana all. basketball manager Travis Steele. Yeah. So, you know, I would certainly, I would imagine that you're going to see a lot of the bench, hopefully, in that game, right? Like, hopefully you put away, because, I mean, Trace played 37 hard minutes. X played, you know, hard minutes tonight. Um, so hopefully you can, you know, win that one going away while, you know, let those guys – get in there, get some numbers, get a run, but then hopefully you can really lean on some of those other guys and get them experience, you know, and, and maybe that's the one thing, you know, this game is going to be played in Indianapolis, Ryan. And so maybe that's, you know, one of the things that you look at here is get some of those bench and role player guys experience outside of assembly hall having success. Um, Cause that's obviously, if you can get some of those guys comfortable away from home, uh, that'll obviously help you later on down the, down the, road. Down the road for sure. Yeah, no, I, that, that's definitely something I would like to see. What do we generally, I guess, you know, one of the other big questions for the season is just kind of some game management stuff from Woody. Um, you know, I thought it, it was 60 to 60. Remember that possession where they just all of a sudden decided to call ticky-tack fouls and they called like the yeah. one on Miller Cop. They called another one. And Wood, Woody took a timeout. And I thought it was a really smart timeout because I thought we looked a little bit tired. Yeah, like we looked a little bit tired. It's the kind of possession where you can get frustrated. And so we just kind of took a timeout to settle things down even though a media timeout was coming like a, you know, a minute later, yeah, I thought that was minutes, smart. It was nine, there was like just under nine minutes left when he called the timeout. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any way that he sits race Thompson down the stretch, you know, in a game like this last year, in, in part because you don't have a guy who can play behind him, yeah. but you know, the, the, I think showing trust that Malik renew was ready for the moment. Um, you know, I think that's nice to see. And so, you know, I think it'll, it'll be interesting to see what this team continues to do from an offensive strategy standpoint. But it does feel like in kind of the first big game, you know, there was no panic even when Indiana got down in the first half. And again, Tony, I thought in the second half, they really – maybe you can point out some strategic adjustments they made. I thought they just had a mindset adjustment. It's like they took the punch, they went in halftime, they settled down, and they came out and played at their pace in the second half. And that was really nice to see. Yeah, right to the coach. I, I mean, absolutely. I didn't. I didn't see anything. You know, that was a big scheme change or anything of that sort. Like you said, it was more of a mentality shift, um, and more so than like a mentality shift. I think they just like, hey, we're the better team. Like they just had that like kind of confidence about them. Like we're we're better than these guys. We're gonna win this game. Um, you know that they wavered at times, but yeah, I thought the second half was strong. I think they out rebounded Xavier by like six in the second half. Um, or something around the, that mark. 
um, which I thought was was strong and, and much better. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, you have to be pleased with just the confidence they played with. It, you know, still didn't close the game especially well. Um, you know, th- there's certainly some things to work on. I got extremely nervous. I think Cop kind of got bailed out on on uh, that foul they called, and, and Malik was like about to jump over the inline as he was throwing it in. Um, you know, there, there's still some things they can clean up or, or, you know, Xavier Johnson like played an awesome game. And then all of a sudden he just like thinks he's catching the defense sleeping or something and tries to throw it to Trace Jackson Davis with like 20 <laughs> seconds on the shot clock and throws it away. Um, but at the end of the day, like they come out on top, they make big play. They, you know, they make a big defensive stop down the, down the stretch after they missed a couple of free throws. Like it's just little things that added up and it makes you feel good about it. Uh, and you know, the W in the column obviously makes you feel probably the best yeah you know and and for anybody who just who isn't necessarily paying attention to broader college basketball you know like my wife came out and she's not paying attention to college basketball you know she's like oh you know why is it so close shouldn't you know they're unranked shouldn't you be beating them by more look i mean xavier's like a fringe top 25 team they might have even been in some you know at the back end of some top 25s um this season so i mean that's a good team you know they've got experienced players that's a team yeah you can tell yeah the best front courts they'll play absolutely yeah yeah. And look, and obviously, you know, first year coach and they're, you know, learning some things there. Um, but that's, it's a, it's the type of game that you do not care about style points. You just want to get a win because it's going to look good. Um, you know, that's a win that's most likely going to age well and you build confidence from it. Um, and you move forward with lessons learned, but a huge, huge win gained. Uh, for Indiana, which is just uh, just fantastic. Um, you're listening to the Assembly Call. Remember to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. Use the promo code HOME at checkout to get 15% off your first order, but also check their Twitter account um, because they're going to have lots of promo codes going You know, during the holidays. So you may be able to get 20% off instead, and then you can save uh, the, the home order. Um, all right, guys, time for last call. Your closing thoughts on this Indiana victory. Uh, Ryan, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, I mean, just a good win for Indiana to get early in the season. You want to notch these victories. A true road game against a team that, as we said, looks like it's going to be in the top 25. I mean, this is a good team, and they played really well uh, from for most of the game, and Indiana was able to fend them off. Your All-American played like an All-American. Your senior point guard played like a senior point guard. you got to get the rest of the team to sort of come up to speed with them, uh, which is fine. Get the win. That's what that matter. That's what matters. And and I think that that Mike Woodson threw a lot at them at the end of the game just to ensure the win. As I said, you want to secure this one because now, you know, you had that, those four big games at the beginning of the year. And I think that if you go two and two, you feel good about it. If you go three and one, you feel great about it. If you go four and zero, oh, you are ecstatic. Uh, but you got to get one to start. And so over the next three, they're going to be tough, tough games. Get another win you know, and, and then move it on. But I, I thought securing the victory was really important because this is the, the easiest of those, of those four games. And it, and it was on the, and it's a road game. So you want to secure that. So great job for Indiana tonight, Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, this is his last year at Indiana. He looks like he is ready to go out with a bang and look fantastic tonight. This was his game and, and he's the one who should get the credit. Absolutely. Tony last call. Yeah. Uh, you know, Indiana's first, non-conference road win in 11 years you know that's insane <laughs> like y- you'll take it any way you can get that's it ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> you'll take it any way that you can get it and, and hell torvik had iu 
losing by one. Ken Palm had IU winning by two. Vegas had IU at two and a half. So it played, I mean, it was right there. Like they're experts for a reason and their algorithms are good for a reason. Like, it, you know, so IU kind of is what we think they are. Like, I think they're a very good basketball team. They still have some flaws that they can work on and you got the W. A win's a win and that's the most important thing and that's exciting. Man, it sure is. You know, the talking points for people who were Indiana doubters coming into the season are, you know, it's kind of like Indiana's strength is its weakness. It's like, oh, they've got all this experience and production back, but it's, you know, you heard this a lot. It's the same team, right? And so I think as fans, we've been looking for, okay, is our things different? And, you know, what we saw through the first couple of, you know, through the exhibition games, through the first two regular season games are, boy, these two freshmen look really good. And they they kind of changed the complexion of this roster, right? And Jalen Hutchfino and and Malik Renew. But still, as you went into tonight's game, you're kind of wondering, all right, but is this going to be the same old Indiana that finds a way to lose a game like this? And they didn't. They found a way to win it. And it's not a game that any – I mean, obviously, Tony just said the stat. This isn't a game Indiana has won in a decade. And it's not a game that you even had confidence in the team winning. But, man, I was kind of like you, Tony. I kind of felt good the whole way. Even when we got down in the first half, I was a little bit like, all right, guys, come on. But I had confidence. Like, there's something about this team in our fourth year with Trace and, you know, what we've kind of grown, you know, the, the relationship Indiana fans have with X now, you know, where there's a lot more confidence and appreciation for the things that he brings to the table. And the freshmen being imperfect – but playing winning basketball on the road, you know, and all the plays that the other guys made, like Trey and Race and, and Miller, it sure felt different tonight, you know. And so for Indiana to be able to build on the good stuff that it had from last year, all the production and all the experience, and now be able to layer on top of that some young guys who are ready for big moments and a team that just seems collectively more ready to win tough games – it's as good a sign as possible as you could get on November 18th that this team is ready to embrace uh, and, you know, achieve the big expectations that it has for it. So just a huge, huge win for Indiana, a lot to clean up, a lot for the coaches to talk about, but ultimately a lot for them to be proud of and to celebrate. And same thing for us. You know, this is just a, just a really fun night of basketball. And, and by the way, hat tip to Xavier. I thought they played really hard. And I thought that was a great basketball game. Just a good, tough basketball game. Uh, but I sure am happy Indiana was able to come out on top. And they deserve to. You know, They played winning basketball, made one or two more plays in a game that demanded it, and were able to get the win. All right, that is going to do it. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thank you to Bob Thompson for the music you hear on the show. And special thanks to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We will be back with the postgame show after the Miami of Ohio game on Sunday. Until then. Take it from me, Yogi Ferro. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. And go Hoosiers. All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Indiana basketball is the shit. <laughs> Now you've got to market explicit, Jared. <laughs> eh, you can't really tell what he's saying there at the end. <laughs> only, if you, only if you know. Oh, man, that was fun. Nice big exhale at the end of that one. Seriously. Right.
Uh, hey, Tony, how'd the watch party go? It was good. I only did it for the first half. Uh, it got really laggy oh, um, really? as it went on. And, and it's something the engineers are aware of. And they okay. actually, they're having issues at like four o'clock today. And we're like, let's give it a shot. Um, and so it, it's something that has great potential. Like, it was a lot of yeah. fun. Like there was, I think there was like 30, 35 of us in there that nice. were watching and hanging out. And, if you uh, don't know what we're talking about, Tony hosted a watch party. It's kind of like the Manning cast where you can watch the game, but then you can kind of listen to Tony's commentary or turn Tony down and listen to the game, but then chat with other folks. So it's something we're kind of doing it as an experiment and we'll, you know, we'll try it more. Um, it's new. So, you know, like you said, Tony, it may be a little bit laggy, but kind of a cool, a cool way to experience a game. So that's neat. Yeah. I think it could be game changing. Um, if, if, you know, they work out some kinks, like being able to watch along with, you know, people in this manner and, and chat. And, you know, it's like watching with your buddies at a bar or something. I, to me, it's really intriguing. It gets me excited. Jen said her husband pulled up the watch party at his watch party downtown. So that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tell him I said thank you. Oh, man. All right. I think this is going to be a fun season. I think this is going to be a pretty fun year. This is a think fun so? team. It is a fun team. This is a fun yeah team. the FS1 broadcast. I, I thought so too. Somebody said it was kind of bad quality. Like it, the yeah. I don't know if it was just my yeah. I didn't. I thought it was just on my end, but maybe that's what caused it. We'll chalk it up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mine was, was glitching. Mine was glitching. I thought it was just like my receiver, but apparently it was doing that for everybody. Yeah, bless and bless Joe uh, Jackson's heart. He uh, who was it? I think Trey Galloway got uh, you know dunked on. And Jim Jackson is like, that's going to, he's going to end up on an NFT somewhere. Bless <laughs> his heart for thinking NFTs are still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. We had a good run. Not now. We had a good we, run. <laughs> yeah. We had another four or five years. I also like, uh, he caught himself like in the middle of a replay. Like, here's where he fouled him. Right. And he like, right. And then there was never a foul. And he's like, there. Now there wasn't a lot of contact. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Somebody's I in like- his ear going like, wrong replay, wrong replay, wrong replay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Michigan oh, right man. now, Michigan State's up 13 on Villanova in the second half. I Michigan State, Jerry, Michigan State's good, man. They, I, I agreed with you on the show. Villanova's bad, though. Are they bad? Yeah, Villanova's oh, yeah. bad this year. Another, they don't have Jay Wright anymore. Yeah. yeah lost Michigan State, if, if Michigan State stays healthy with, you know, they just, they got to keep their right bigs there. healthy. Um, Sissoko good, looks man. like a completely different player. He looks like a complete takes bigs, man. People who overact with bit. That's why Malik Renew, like that's why he is such a, a phenomenon because bigs, just, Especially you know, that's why good teams Bigs take time yeah. to develop when you're playing good teams. That's why Cody Zeller was such a, a great story when he was a freshman. Cause you just, you know, you don't see bigs, you know, come in and be that good that often. So, yeah, no, you don't. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a different one. The physicality is different. There's so much, we always talk about that and it's like an excuse for young players, but like, it's just a different level of physicality that is yeah. impossible to prepare for. Unless you go to Montverde, apparently. Dude. It's, Good. We had an off day. Do you see that? We had an off day and Coach Woodson was up at Montverde watching. The whole staff basically <laughs> was down. Well, who was it? Was it Woody and, and um, I think, uh, Walsh. Coach Yaw didn't and go, Walsh I think, because he had the, I think Yaw had the Xavier well, scout, right? To, yeah, think. somebody has to be back in town making sure the kids, the, the inmates don't run the asylum. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they are recruiting Montverde as hard as anybody. They got they got like four guys there right now that they want to get over the next two years. They are going hard. Perfect. 
<laughs> and Queen, you know, Queen could reclassify to 2023, which would be huge for Indiana. But uh, we'll see. I mean, they're you know they're going to be it, tough. Is it just him? The IU and Maryland are pretty much the two. Yeah, him, it looks right? it looks like those are the top two, and he's you know Maryland. I think has some pull there, but well, they also had the other big guy that's like six. 10 with a seven, eight wingspan. Yeah. So whatever, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. On campus. Or whatever. yeah. They, they got, look, there's going to be players just coming there, you know, consistently are going to be amazing. So when the um, guest list for the North Carolina game is kind of insane. Like I realized, you know, the, that the whole is. notion of the recruiting momentum, like there hasn't been a commitment in a while. I don't know, man, getting all these, vi- I mean, it's got, they, you have to turn into a commitment at some point, but it sure seems like there's some momentum with the amount of guys that are interested and visiting and receptive to the messages. Yep. So now that's they just for a well, they're going to go game. after, they're going to go after big fish. Now the problem when you go after big fish is you're not going to catch them all. And, and, you know, you're wasting time. You could spend on guys that, you know, you have a much better chance to get and you're not going up against Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, whoever else for, um, because look, if you lose a guy to North Carolina, you know, you can't be mad. That's a great program. You know, if you lose a guy to you know, Purdue or, you know, one of these other that you're on the same level with or above, like that's when you feel bad. And so, uh, you know, those lower, lower tier guys, you have a chance to, to really nail down. You're, you're giving those chances at those guys up to go after the big fish. But if you land the big fish, like Hochefino and Renew, look what it does for you. It elevates your team to another level. Uh, whereas the other guys fill out your roster as nice role players and maybe guys who eventually become starters. These guys are stars. So it's worth the gamble for a lot of people, but you got to hit on some of them. You definitely have to be hitting on some of them. Hey, last thing before we get out of here, the only guy we didn't really talk about much was Tamar. Um, and obviously I thought he did Not his a best lot of, game. Yeah. I thought he did a lot of good things the first couple of games, but he struggled. Um, he it did. seemed like he overhelped a couple of times defensively and really just offensively never got in the flow at all. He had that one sequence too, where he was frustrated and lost the ball. Out of, he, he got a rebound poked out of his hands. Uh, it, it wound up being Indiana's ball, but he should have secured that rebound stronger. Then he lost the ball out of bounds and then he fouled the guy immediately. You know, that's, that's just frustration and, and, you know, needing to settle down. I'll say this about tomorrow. I, I popped in the chat in the last segment and said, I think he's going to, I think he's going to find his balance this year. I mm-hmm. really do. And I think the first couple games were a really good indication of that. This was the first big game of the year. And I thought he tried to do too much. And I thought that he was maybe a little tentative on offense, but then maybe trying to make up for that by going over, you know, and trying to make plays on defense, which is just play defense within the system. And you'll be fine. And those plays, those those steals and those takeaways will come out of that. Um, Here's the thing about Tamar. It's almost like he's refreshmanering. It it really feels that way because of what happened midway through last year. And then he basically fell off a cliff. And, you know, you had he had moments where he looked really good last year, but they were they were moments. And it almost feels like he is becoming he is a freshman again and experiencing his freshman year again. So he's going to have to grow. And over the next couple of weeks is a really good chance for him to start to grow refreshman yearing i like how you turned that into a <laughs> that, that was on. really good broadcasting right there <laughs> it flowed really well there you go <laughs> refreshman yearing that's good <laughs> you can you can use that one you don't yeah have to give i may i refreshman yearing but you know what awesome. i mean i mean it does feel no, that yeah way. it yeah. feels like he is kind of starting over um i honestly think that that's something to watch the next three games is can he find a bit of a rhythm offensively because i even feel like the first couple games like he found ways to score but it didn't really feel like he was in a rhythm offensively, you know? Yeah, um, it was like a one-off cut here, a put back here, 
Um, just seeing if he can find a rhythm over these next three games, I think that would be really important. He's a guy that just needs confidence. I mean, he's got physical skills. You know, we know he's capable of putting the ball in the bucket. Um, you know, this was, you know, just not a game where he was really able to get in the flow, but he, where they're going to need him in other games, you know, so hopefully he's able to do that. All right, guys, this was fun. Lots of live viewers tonight. Always fun to have you all here live. Uh, but even those of you listening on the podcast, we appreciate you all too. Um, and by the way, one quick plug for our community, assemblycall.com slash community. So much good stuff going on in there. Tony with your IU film room, the scouting reports and just everything that's going on in there. Uh, and we do have a special running right now where you get a 60 day free trial. If you sign up for the community, which is kind of nuts. We just did it because we wanted you to be able to try it, see if it's for you and not have to pay, you know, before Christmas. Cause I know, you know, get around Christmas and everybody you know, you're trying to put your money toward that. So you don't have to pay for two months. Just come in there, see if you like it. Join us on this, you know, what should be a really fun ride this season. And then in January, figure out if you want to stick around. Hopefully we'll do enough to keep you there. All right. Well, guys, go enjoy your evening. I'm going to go watch some more college basketball myself because that's what I do. I'm going to go watch Kansas lose. Wait, who are they playing? Southern Utah. Wait, what? (laughs) Are they losing? It is 69-67 with four minutes to play. Kansas has a lead. But wow. it's close. <laughs> November college basketball, man. Did you see Hunter yeah, Dickinson was on a podcast and predicted they would beat Arizona State by 20? See, this yep. is why, this is why, okay, you want your players going on podcasts of, you know, with the guys are fans of the team. There is no way I would have let that. Now, I guess if, if you're live, there's nothing you can do. But I would have edited that out so fast on a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't let that oh, go sweet. out. You don't Bulletin need any board material. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Come come on here. We'll we will take care of you on the assembly call. Not Hunter Dickinson. We don't want him. But eh. we we can probably figure something out. I I I chat with Hunter Dickinson if he wants to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Think of how great right. Davis is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hunter, right, let's guys. let's talk about the second <laughs> half of the Michigan game from last year in the Big Ten tournament from your perspective. What was it like being helpless? <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> All right, everybody. Right. Later, guys. <laughs> See y'all. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.